This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hello and good morning, everybody. I hope the new year's treating you well and you're having a great day. Man, I can't believe it's the 1st of February already. Is this insane? Like we're, we're one twelfth of the way through the year already. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support your financial success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from what I'm talking about today. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk shop, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Before we get started with episode 47, 10 things for, for my 10 year anniversary, and maybe a couple of extras thrown in, I'd like to take a quick second to give a shout out and thank our sponsor, AutoLeap. Do you find it hard to manage the day to day at your repair shop? AutoLeap is here to make your life easier. AutoLeap is a modern, sleek, cutting edge software for all your shop management needs. Say goodbye to stacks of paper and hello to the future. Streamline your daily processes, build stronger relationships with your customers, and turbocharge your growth, all with AutoLeap. What are you waiting for? Make the jump to the future of auto repair software with AutoLeap. Check them out at www.autoleap.com. You can also go to our show notes for the link as well. So, Chris, 10-year anniversary and, and 10 plus maybe a couple extra things, what the heck are you talking about? Well, believe it or not, it's been 10 years on February 13th since I started my journey as an auto repair shop coach. I had my shops. The coaching company that I was working for was looking for some some more coaches. And we talked about it for a little while. And I thought, man, I would love to do that. And so I packed up right before Valentine's Day. Me and my brother drove to Maryland and then got me settled in to the hotel there. And then I popped him on an airplane back. So shout out to my brother, Jimmy Cotton, call him Bubba, spent 86 nights in a hotel working on the processes, the procedures, the program, which I've already been through a couple extra times, but really learning the ins and outs of the phone calling and everything. So Kimberly and I have been married almost 23 years now. And Unfortunately, I have to say that I missed one Valentine's Day and and that was it. Like I went out there, started on a Monday, February the 13th and started our, our or started my journey as a auto shop coach. I was relating that story or or reached out to the marketing team that helps me out and they're like, "Hey, we should do all kinds of stuff for for your 10-year anniversary." So we have you've probably seen some teasers and everything going on but here's my podcast episode to go with the the actual physical video that we're going to do and everything else. So they came to me and they were like, hey, Chris, why don't you develop a list of 10 things, you know, one for each year with words of wisdom, stuff you've thought about, stuff you wish you would have done, things you've learned, stuff like that. So initially it took me a little bit of time to come up with the 10 things and then since then, I've, I've popped a couple more in and I look at the list and I'm like, you know what? I, I can't take any of those 10 off. So I think our final number is going to be about 12, but we're going to, we're going to say 10 for 10 with a couple of extras in there. So let's, let's roll into those and talk about them just a little bit. And, and these are n- in no particular order other than the way they're numbered are the way they popped up in my head. So I didn't rearrange the list after I did it, but 
when I sat down, they're in the order of this is the way it popped in. Number one on the list is women in the aftermarket auto repair industry. I personally have had female service advisors or, or women service advisors and women technicians. They were great. They're easy to teach. They listen well. And in both instances, they were green to the industry and we were able to work with them and do some really great things with them. The technician that I had, uh, she was straight out of tech school through the local Votech that, that we had been working with. We hired her in from that program and started. And just like every other technicians, there were certain things that she loved to do and things that she didn't. Honestly, I've never sold so many valve cover gaskets in my whole entire life as we did when she got in there. That was one of the things that she loved to do is valve cover gaskets. So every inspection that she did, she'd send it to us, show it, look at it, be like, oh, yep, those are seeping. Those need to be changed. And she did a great job on it. The other young lady that we hired for the service counter came from the salon industry and she did really great. She did as great as I could take her. I was green as an owner at the time and there were, I, I failed her. I say I failed her on this one. She was great with customers, but had no repair knowledge. I just didn't give her the, the depth of training that I should have to propel her forward. The other thing that I'll talk about women in the aftermarket and the auto repair industry is if in 2008, we would all went out and into the schools and started talking to, to the young women in schools and in middle school and everything and tell them about um, service advisors, the, the growth and what you could do as a, as a technician and everything. If we'd have done that then and been doing it for the last 15 years, we wouldn't have a technician shortage. We wouldn't have an employee shortage in the repair industry. That's really sad. I, I wished I would have pushed that early on. Maybe if I'd have had the wherewithal to jump up and just start a, a training company for women in the aftermarket, uh, there's no telling where we could be right now. Number two is I wished I would have embraced Zoom with my clients earlier. I've really only been doing that the last 12 months and I've been using Zoom for all 10 years that I've been a coach. In the beginning, I really wished I would have at least transitioned more people to Zoom. To me, it's a little bit boring to be on this end of it and having two screens open and me looking at notes and looking at dashboards and things like that. But to be able to sit there and look your client in the eye as you're trying to get a point across and to be able to look at them to see if they're you know, handing you a line of BS or not is a huge tool. And I really wished I'd have started that nine, 10 years ago. So if you're, if you're out there as a coach, if you're out there as a client and you're not with us, challenge your coach to do that and, and be like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll sit there and watch you click around on your screen a little bit, but I really want to look at each other in the eyes. And I think that goes a lot to the relationship building. Uh, we've also got a, a lot of other stuff that we've done new this year that I think is just great. Number three, I would overpay great employees to the point that the employees would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm making so much money. At times, we tried to, to make everybody fit into a mold and we're trying to manipulate and be in a certain percentage for this or a certain percentage for that. But if, if nothing else, these last couple of years have taught me 
you know, let's just overpay. Let's overpay and figure it out. If we have to do a better job at productivity, if we have to do a better job at you know, our labor margins, then, that, then that's what we have to do. Number four, know the numbers cold. And there's so many people that I talk to in the industry that are new to the industry that are just getting in. I ask them what their total sales were. I ask them what their growth profit is. I ask them what their net profit is. And they have zero answers. And I'm like, how long have you been running this business? And they're like, oh, I've, you know, I've been a, I've been a technician for, for 37 years and I've owned my shop for three years. And, and I don't know any of that. And the next thing I do is I ask them, how often does your accountant have your income statement or your PRL? Oh, well, I'm, you know, they're almost done with the one two years ago. Can't run your business like that. You have to know the numbers cold. One of two huge mistakes that I made when I bought my shop, I bought my shop from the owner and I was working in the shop. Now, I was a great salesperson. I was great with customers. We were letting the, the current matrix that we had help us with the billing, all of those types of things. And I wasn't granted permission to control much of those numbers, but I didn't, I didn't know, right? So same thing for me. I, at that point, I was great at sales, great with people, but I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know the margins. So the, the shop I bought, after I bought it, we got to looking at it and we're studying income statements and I had some people help me look at the numbers and I'm pretty ashamed to let everybody know this, but the good thing is, is there's a silver lining in it. We, you know, we got, we got way better with it. But the first time I had somebody from outside the business look at the numbers and look at it, our gross profit was 22%. And I know, right? Everybody just gasped, like gross profit, 22%. How could that be? That's what it was. And and my net was minus 3%. The great thing is, is we always had money in the business because we were, you know, a million and a half, $2 million shop. So there was always cash flow, but we were riding that fine line where, you know, we were one bad thing from happening away from having to shut the doors. And the great thing I have to tell you is, Six, seven years later, when I went to to become a coach, we had taken that from a 22% gross profit to almost a 75% gross profit and a minus three net to a 33% net or excuse me, 30% net. It's possible. It's doable. But boy, you have to have that, that huge heart to heart with yourself in the beginning. Like, oh man, I don't know what I don't know. And so I, I thought I could always sell my way out of whatever issue I was going through. But if you're not making any money, you can't sell your way out of it. So know your number's cold. Number five, I wished I would have said no more often. And by no, I mean no to outside influences, things that were trying to pull me away from the business and things that I allowed to pull me away from the business. I don't ever want to say no to a client. And then I don't ever want to say no, if at all possible, to an employee But outside of that, I wish I would have said no more often. Number six, more content. And this this goes from a shop owner standpoint and a coaching standpoint. I knew four years ago that I needed to put out more content on Facebook, videos. I would have never thought of an episode or podcast episode until this last year or so. So you have to throw yourself into more content. And the more you get out there, the easier it is for people to find you. And that's in your local area. That's nationally. There's, there's all kinds of instances like that. And 
I wish I would have just thrown myself into more content years ago. It would have it would have made things much easier now, or actually now things are great. But a couple of years ago, when we were growing, we could have grown more through the content and grown faster, which kind of boggles my mind to think that we even could grow faster. The other thing I'll say about that is, is back, quote unquote, in the olden days, at the very beginning of Internet, we had our shop and we had two instances where we had like 20 inches of snow. It's typical springtime in Oklahoma, right? We had 20 inches of snow. It all melted. It was like 70 degrees. And then the next week, the same thing happened again. I went through and started the Facebook business page, started adding content to it. And at the time, it was just like posts and pictures. There was no video or anything like that. For about the next year, most of our new customers came from Facebook because we were able to rank on the old interwebs through just our Facebook page. And then we went into a web page and some other things like that. So content is king and content can take you a lot of places. Number seven, I, I wished, and this is where I live now, is I live in the, in the mindset that I'm going to throw out whatever playbook that I'm used to and create my own playbook. But I wished in the beginning that I would have thrown out the playbook and been outside the box more and worked more outside the box. I think that would have been able to push the women in the aftermarket industry more, the pay for employees more, and a lot of other things. If I would have said, if I would have thrown out the playbook, said no and moved on. One of the issues we're having now in the industry is we have people that have been doing it 25, 30 years and they're still stuck in the mindset of like 18 months to two years ago to pre-COVID. And pretty much uh, as far as the employees go, as far as pay goes, as far as all of that goes, you just have to forget everything you knew and roll with it and make it work for your business. Number eight, pay yourself first. Always, always, always pay yourself first. One of the things that I see a lot of shop owners do new in the beginning outside of that is they have all these people in there they have a lot of people that are unproductive rather than letting people go or holding people accountable. Everybody gets paid, but the owner, I don't even know what to say about that. That, that is crap. If you have people in your business and you're not getting a paycheck, you've got to stop it right now, figure it out right now and make sure you get a check. If that's firing one employee, that's firing one employee. If it's firing two employees, it's firing two employees. And, and the reason why I say pay yourself first is one, you're the owner. You should be able to, to benefit from that, first of all. Second of all, it's the, it's the airplane mentality, right? Like if the airplane's going down, they tell you, put your mask on and then help everybody else. If you're not physically fit, mentally fit, financially fit, because you're not paying yourself first, you cannot run a successful business. First thing you have to do is pay yourself first. If somebody's got to lose their job, tough crap is what I'm telling you. You have to take care of your family. Your life is on the line. You pushed all your chips in to do this business and you should be able to pull some of those chips back. Pay yourself first. Number nine, remember and share the good and let go of the bad. One of the terrible things I did when I first started the shop or, or when I first took it over and it was just me and Kimberly and Piper was a toddler at the time. Um, not even a year old, I don't think, when we bought the shop. I would come home for dinner. Kimberly would ask me, hey, how was your day? And I would go into a 30-minute rant 
about all the things that went wrong with the day instead of sharing the good. And last week, I, I talked about everybody li- living in the negative side and not the positive side. And this is where I'm trying to change my life now and where I should have changed it then is remember and share the good, remember and share, be positive and let go of the bad. If you are going home from work, think about it a little bit and pretend there's a huge eraser when you walk in the door. And when you do, it erases all the bad, all the negativity, and then you share the joys for the day. Share the 32 customers last week that were great instead of the one that wasn't. And let that be what you bring forward to your family. Number 10, don't get involved in gossip and shut it down on the spot. This can be about people in the town. This can be from one employee to the other. There were several times as a shop owner that I listened to the stuff and didn't get involved, but I didn't shut it down either. So if you've got one employee talking about another employee, don't feed into it. Again, don't feed into the negativity, feed into the positivity and tell that person to stop it. And, and if we're trying to build a great culture in our shops and move the business forward, then you can't have the gossip. And so if you're allowing it and everybody looks to the leader, then they look to you and you're basically saying it's okay. And we can't have that. So don't get involved in the gossip, shut it down on the spot. And hold your people accountable to that. So that was 10, right? That's that's all I was asked to do, but I'm overachieving a little bit. And I can't even believe that these other ones came in late. I don't think these were the last two, but so, so I'm going to give you an 11 and a 12 and then let you go about your day. So 11 is don't let the bad employees run off good ones. I, I probably lost two to three technicians that left because other terrible employees ran them off. And I didn't know about it. Uh, Nobody came to me. I didn't recognize it. So that's a shame on me. I did save one technician and was able to learn the lesson. What was happening is we had a, a technician that was older in the business. He was probably in his 50s, 60s. And then we had a younger technician right next to him. That was two times the technician as the other one was. He worked hard. He kept his head down. He did everything I asked. He, he was a great asset to the shop. What was happening was is the, the older technician would clean up his bay every day and then sweep it all into the younger technician's bay and expect him to get the dustpan out and put it away. And finally, the tech came to me and was like, look, I'm going to start looking for another job. And I was like, what's, what's going on? And he told me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take care of it. It just so happened that we had another issue with the older technician within the same week. So I basically fired him on the spot, which he was one of the legacy employees that we had in the business that had been there for 15, 20 years before I bought the business. And I don't think he thought I had the stones to let him go. And I did. And I let him go. Again, don't let the bad employees run off good ones. And I'm also going to say this. This is just a thought I just had. If you're in a business and you have legacy employees, think about making everybody reapply for their job. And if you wouldn't rehire them, why the hell are they in your business? Toss them out of there. You don't need that headache. I don't care, quote unquote, the technician shortage. It's all crap. It's a state of mind. Think positive and, and positive things will happen. Do not suffer the fools in your business. 
And number 12, this is, this is last, but definitely not least, right? So number 12 is implement auto shop profits and cash flow in your business. I cannot believe the opportunity that I missed for having something so simple in my business. This could have gotten me 2x, 3x, 4x the returns of what I got on that business if I had, had thought about it, known it, and implemented it. And if there's one thing that I can cross my fingers and wish that you had in your business, it's the auto shop profits and cash flow system. Make sure you're controlling your money. Make sure you're making money. And again, it goes back to the other one. Make sure you're paying yourself, okay? Hey, everybody. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen. If you haven't found us on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and follow us for free, then why not? I'm sure there's someone you care about who can benefit from our talk here today. So please feel free to share or forward this episode on to them. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me. Chris at AutoFixSOS.com or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. Have a great day. If you see me on social media or whatever, Please, please feel free to wish me happy 10-year anniversary.